up to $26,000 per employee? They call it the 15-minute refund, but it's not a gimmick. It's for business owners who stuck it out during the pandemic. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, or ERTC. But time is running out to get started. Talk to the experts. JWC Advisors at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Who are they? CPAs who will keep you on the right side of the IRS. So do it the right way. Go to iHeartTaxRefunds.com. That's iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. It's great to have you here, man. So you're, you're definitely up to some exciting things here in the uh, Web3 space. I'm excited to, uh, to, to learn about the shows about the good, the bad, the gritty of the startup world. So we'll chat a little bit about your journey as a startup and what your experience has been, a good, bad, and gritty. But before we do all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your background and what really brought you to present day and what you're currently working on. Sure. So uh, I've been in startups for 10 years now, Web 2 for 5 and Web 3 for 5. Uh, made the turn to go like fully into crypto, but uh, in the 2017 ICO boom, started a company called Apache, uh, AKT. Um, moved along after that to contracting for a couple companies. Uh, worked with uh, Vlad Zamfir on his Casper upgrade, uh, Ethereum's Casper upgrade during the crypto winter. Did a couple DeFi projects. Uh, then started a growth consultancy that I run now called Moon, uh, where we basically, you know, every crypto company I've seen has all kinds of problems and all kinds of, you know, issues to, to work through. So we just help work through it. Um, we're probably best known for, uh, uh, in 2021, taking this company, Kadena, which is like a nascent L1 company, and uh, helping them go from around $80 million market cap to around $4 billion, uh, in a little over four months. Um, and so we do a combination of things and I do a combination of things from like marketing business development, uh, investor relations, ecosystem development, um, pretty much whatever uh, a crypto company needs to kind of get it to the next level. Uh, a lot of it ends up having to do with management because what I've seen with a lot of these companies is they're just like, they just don't function as well as they're supposed to behind the scenes. And so it's like a lot of just like hand holding and like getting things where they need to be and like, learning how to do office politics. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, this is the best space to be in, in the entire world. And when you help these companies, it's incredibly beneficial for you and for them and for everyone involved. Absolutely. So um, you, you got your hands in, in fire a little bit in this, in this blockchain ecosystem development agency, as your, as your website says, which you're exactly right. It, it is the best place to be right now because it is where we are. It's where we're headed and will continue to be uh, on here. So if, if someone's involved in the crypto space, um, you know, what, what would be some of the reasons that, that they would need uh, your, you know, what you do and in, in your assistance um, with, with what they're doing? Well, every project uh, has its own set of things that they don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And, sure. and crypto moves so fast that there's like very few experts. I'm not saying that I'm an expert, but like it takes a long time to kind of get your, your bearings on what's going on and all the different sides of it. So like, you know, a lot of companies need help on the go-to-market strategy. They need help on like how to set up their narratives and the messaging, how to get PR, bringing influencers, like how to like 
show the world what they're trying to do and tell their story, which, uh, you know, it's a big part of this game. Um, and then there's, you know, of course, the user adoption side of it, the investor side of it, the business development side of it, the partnership side of it, the growth, I would say, like side of it in, in that realm. Um, and the end result, no matter if you're launching a token or you already have an established token, ends up being the token price. If you're doing well, the token price seems to increase. If people seem to believe you're doing well, the token price increases. Or maybe it just the token price increases makes people think you're doing well. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, the the marker that we kind of put ourselves on at, at Moon um, is that like you know when we work with you, that's how we want to be judged. Like if we're doing our jobs effectively, we're helping you know we're helping this number go up, um, which is kind of like the overall like KPI. You know that we're like you know being beneficial for you and things are working. Absolutely. I, I read uh, in, in, in the notes here uh, when I was reading up about you a little bit, it says that uh, you're, you're aiming to help the entirety of the ecosystem grow by creating a blockchain development ecosystem that solidifies the foundation of the space. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, well, you know, I've worked with a couple different L1s like, you know, your Ethereum's, your Kadena's, your you know, Solana's out there that like they, it's more than just like their own project. They have a whole ecosystem that they're building around and a lot of different chains, not even L1s, I mean, it can be L2s, it can be all forms of, you know, you name it in the space. They're, they're trying to build an ecosystem around them. And so uh, that's just one of those things that I, I think is pretty beneficial that we also try to help with. Absolutely. A lot of that helps has to do with throwing, throwing events. You know, so we do a lot of big industry-wide events to bring people together as well. Sure. And what do those events look like? That's an interesting because you're, I mean, in this Web3 space, it's so, we're so hyper-connected as we, as we have been for the past couple of decades, but especially now with, you know, the metaverse and NFTs and what, you know, what does that look like bringing people together? I know that NFT events and, and blockchain events and crypto events um, have, have been crazy popular over the past, even, you know, four years that I know of, I'm sure much longer than that. And, and especially more so over the past two years. So, Let's talk about the event side, like what you're doing there to bring people together. That's really interesting. Yeah, well, my bread and butter uh, in my professional career has always been in events. I, my first company was called Angel Hack. We did hackathons around the world. We did around 300 uh, hackathons in 50 different cities worldwide. It's you know, a big events company, big event production. For crypto, I, I usually tend to do the big VIP party at every major conference. So in 2021, I think we did five you know, large scale VIP parties with like the big DJ and, you know, the big list and all that stuff. And um, that, that seems to be for me, what I, you know, one of the most effective tools I have for bringing people together. Um, we're working on some new products this year for, for 2022, uh, more around like doing some more like DeFi events and education events and um, some, some crypto focused hackathons and, and also a large conference. Uh, we're just scaling that up right now. So, and, you know, with that, and, you know, with what we do before, it'll, it'll be a pretty big event production year. Uh, today, specifically, we're in, we're in Denver, uh, me and my team, and we're doing this thing called the multi-chain party with uh, a bunch of the Ethereum L2s. Uh, so it's like the big, like, you know, the big community event for the Ethereum Denver uh, thing up here. So we're pretty excited about that. That'll be tonight. Yeah, it sounds like it. I, I did hear about the, uh, there, there is an, uh, it was a Ethereum Denver or Denver Ethereum. I did hear an event happening this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening right now. Love it. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> sounds like a great time. And I did not get the memo. I mean, then I guess there's still time to get to Denver. huh? Uh, <laughs> no, you know, the, the, the really big one 
there's Avalanche Summit next month. There's ETH Dubai, but really the big one is is the Miami Bitcoin Conference in April. That's the one where people are really going to go all out. Yeah. Well, Grid Daily will be there most likely. So I'm looking forward to that. And plus it's right here in my, in my backyard, our backyard, I guess I should say, right? That's local, right. Local Miami guy we're, here. We're, we're going to throw a big party. We're going to introduce some people. I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. There's, uh, there's so much happening with, uh, w- with this space. Um, headed to, headed to Austin next month for South by. I'm excited to see what, uh, you know, what, what, how the world's transpired, uh, since then. So yeah, events definitely bringing people together and people are so just, they're just so nice at these events and like the web three events. It's, it's, it's a different experience than just your, you know, old school conference or meet up or get together. It seems like there's a lot of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of momentum around this web three blockchain space that we're in and we will continue to be in. Have you experienced that too? Ton. I mean, things move so fast. You're, you're at one of these events, you meet somebody, completely change your whole life, your whole business. You don't even know what you're walking into. Right. You know? <laughs> it happens. You don't even know. Right. But you gotta, you, you gotta be there. That's, that's the, uh, you know, that, that's the, that's the trick there. So, what's, so what, 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 what's that quote? They say 80% of life is showing up. That's it, man. That's it. I tell myself that every single morning, every single morning. It's a great reminder. So, um, What's what, what's on deck for 2022? We're just getting started at the time of us recording this episode. We're in the very beginning here uh, in mid-February of 2022. What's what's on the on the chalkboard for uh, for the year regarding what you guys are currently working on? What are you the most excited about? Uh, so my main uh, client that I work with and pretty much like my you know, full-time thing now is uh, I work with this company called Anchor, A-N-K-R. And Anchor is a... Uh, an infrastructure company, they, they put down most access, most of the nodes for, for a lot of the big chains out there. So um, they're working on being the leader in Web3, you know, infrastructure and decentralizing their infrastructure. They started off being a little bit centralized. And so moving in there, I'm, I'm their new CMBDO. So it's a head of marketing and business development role. Um, you know, one of the things we're working on right now is redoing all the tokenomics, redoing the protocol. Um, launching a new side of the protocol as well, beyond infrastructure for all these new DeFi solutions that we're making all these other chains. They're already partnered with like Binance and Polygon and Phantom and AVAX. I mean, you name it, these guys are like deeply rooted in the infrastructure of all these other chains. Uh, And so it's a really exciting place to be. Uh, We're touching, you know, a lot of Web3 right now with them, somewhere in the double digits, like, you know, I don't know the exact percentage, but between 10 and 20%. And it's... um, it's pretty, pretty exciting, like large cap company to try to, uh, re, you know, revolutionize what, what they do and taking it from like, you know, a very much like a centralized, like infrastructure company to like the future of where all this stuff and decentralized web three infrastructure is going. Absolutely. So let's talk about the startup world for a little bit. It's, there's, you know, there's always bumps along the road. It's never, it's never an easy process. There was never a mention of easy on the show. We like to talk a lot about the good, the bad and, and the gritty. What would you say have been the most challenging experiences for you uh, along the way? I mean, summarizing, I know there's a, probably a plethora. It's just part of, you know, the package deal of, of startup and, and, and entrepreneurship, but what have, what have been some, some memorable challenges that have really helped oh. shape you into where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's been learning how to do office politics. And, um, you know, I'm one of those entrepreneurs that just fucking goes yeah. and I build. And I, I, I'm, a, you know, a big vision guy. I want to build it. Other people want to help. I let them in. I probably let people in with way too much equity. I'm way too nice on stuff like that. And then, you know, 
I don't have a lot of the hard conversations early, but I should have had. So I, you know, that was, that's been a learning experience because that leads to a lot of trouble. Um, managing various different personalities. Uh, some people you're just not going to work well with and like figuring that part out and figuring out who, who, you know, what your team looks like, what your team doesn't look like. That's another part of it. Um, and then like with the people that you can work with, just learning how to tactfully work through situations on complex teams and, and complex situations. Uh, that has been, for, you know, my journey more than anything else is, is about that. Like when it comes to like getting the work done, getting partners in, getting people on board, like all that, but easy, you know, but when it comes to having to work through a lot of personnel issues, um, for a long, long period of my work career, I just didn't have the patience for it. And so it's been a lot of learning for me and partially why I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm not working, I would say I'm my own company. I mean, I work on Moon, it's a growth agency, but we work with other companies, you know? Uh, and part of that journey for me now is just like learning how to perfect my craft internally with these larger organizations, um, which has been, you know, very fulfilling for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, and, and, and to that point, what's been the most exciting part of the startup process for you? Well, it's weird, right? Like the most exciting part is always when you have the big idea, like, you know, before you do the work, it's just like the grand, the grandeur of the idea is always, you know, always gets me excited. Um, the moment when you guys hit, when, when extreme value creation is made, like when either you do a token generation event or when you really do like 10 X a token with your efforts, like that's, so, I mean, th those monumental shifts in value are really exciting uh, for me. Um, the event stuff, actually, I'm, I don't get that excited about anymore. They're actually like stressful, but like they're, they're a good community service, I feel like, you know, and I love bringing people together. So I'm happy for it, but I, don't, I, I rarely am enjoying myself at my own parties. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm basically just like making sure everyone else is happy and things are going smooth. Well, somebody's got to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if it, if it goes wrong, it's only going to look bad for me. Right? So it's going to make sure everything goes right. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that kind of comes with the territory though, because even if, you know, you're the face of the brand and are the brand, it is your event and nobody's going to be able to execute and making sure that uh, everyone's got a great experience and that problems are minimized or handled, you know, accordingly. It just, I found that in my experience too. I mean, in a perfect world, we delegate, to our go-to event person and they're able to go and handle it all, but we've still got our hands in, 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 uh, you know, in the cookie jar and some form or fashion because it's our baby. Essentially. It's something that we want to, we, we want to make sure is a, is a great experience. So I, I can totally get that. I can totally do that. But at the end of the day, it still is a web three event bringing people together. So there's gotta be some small piece of joy in there, right? Oh, I get to see all my favorite people. I mean, Okay. So yeah, that is probably my favorite thing in the space. Like even things like Eat Denver right now, every time one of these crypto conferences happen, for me, it's like seeing my family, you know, like I, I, I've been living this for years, you know? And so like, especially when COVID hit and like no one can get together and do stuff and couldn't talk to anyone. Like yeah. it was like being away, like I have my real family, but like, this is my like friend family, you know? And it's like just as important to me. And it, it felt like a piece was missing. I just love being able to enjoy these experiences, these weeks, these crypto conferences. I mean, you know, it's, it's as much a part of my life as, you know, reading books and, you know, sending emails. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've been saying that too, with, uh, with the past couple of years being so crazy that when we finally do, and I do attribute a lot of these great experiences of these web three events to, um, to that, 
us being stuck at home, if you will. And when we do run into to people we haven't seen in a while, uh, we're hugging them a little tighter and and for a little bit longer. And uh, that's just, uh, I think we we were we were really craving that human interaction, you know, uh, which is completely understandable too. Uh, but meeting new people too, I think that we were we've been so hyper connected and digitally addicted for so long, and then we had a hard stop, whether we liked it or not, worldwide. And now re-entering the world, if you will, with a little bit different of a perspective. Again, you got to find the silver lining in everything, right? Got to, got to. Well, Greg, I I, uh, I really appreciated uh, your time and, and enjoyed our conversation here. I learned a lot about what you got going on. I love the fact that you're local here to Miami, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be definitely be able to stay in touch. I got to get to one of these parties. They uh, they sound like a great time, and I'm sure you and I uh, are going to, uh, to to be supporting each other in some form or fashion. We'll have to have you back on the Grit Daily Startup Show too to keep us posted on what you got going on. Pretty as fuck, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's rock and roll. Thanks again, Greg. I appreciate your time. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at gritdaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.